Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, the vibes, uh, some are some are not bad, um, some are pretty good actually, um, but the uh, the birds, the birds are, the, the birds vibes are, are not so good. Um, how are you? I'm good, Nolan, and um, yeah, what a way to, what a way to fire things off because the Philadelphia Eagles on week 18 of the NFL season. And this is something that um, that we were starting talking about before the show started recording that we we disagree on, Nolan. You said, and I quote, you will not catch me dead watching week 18 football unless my team is hunting for a playoff spot or trying to secure a draft pick. Um, I watch football all day today, and you could gag me, hog tie me, and, you know, spit roast me and i'm still gonna try to watch football today fair totally fair it's just a week it's just a nice reset for the week you know you've had a you've had a busy you know couple days at work holiday season you're a little tired you know saturday you're cleaning the house you maybe uh, move the body a little bit go to the gym and then sunday is to just be a lard see miles you know what I did today, and I was gonna bring this up when we started recording because I've been thinking about this all day. Is I'm at that phase of adulthood where something that just completely blows my mind is I I've always is since we got our new appliances like a year ago, I've been having an issue with cleaning my glass stovetop, and I got a like one of those like those like Wyman bottles. It's like the like the ceramic shit that you use a razor blade on. And it mm-hmm. sucked the last time I used it. And I watched a YouTube video and I got a different brand. And boy, oh boy, it took everything off. And my freaking stovetop looks as brand new as it could. So, See, I, see, I appreciate that. And I'm glad yes. that that worked for you. But yes. that's, a sat- that's a Saturday job. But I had shit going on on Saturday. Well, you fit it in. You just get busier Saturday so that Sunday's open to watch Costco football. run on Saturday. Huh? I mean, get up earlier. I don't know what to tell you. Saturday is for work, for accomplishing things. Sunday is for is for larding. Do you agree with the idea that Sunday is like one of the best drinking days of the week? Um, I try not to drink on Sundays, yeah. and by try not to, I mean like I like will refuse to. Um, mm. I just can't. I can't have. I can't start the week with a foggy brain, man. I can't. No, I refuse I agree. to do it. I think um, that's yeah. I think that's some like lame behavior if you're like oh yeah sunday is one of the best drinking days it's like well you know what man like i love you know it's a great sunday activity just doing nothing exactly that's what i'm saying i know that's what you're saying football but i would rather watch a good movie or like play an hour of xbox or something now that i no longer have spiders inside of it i would i have other activities that i would rather do than watching week 18 football 
um, sorry, see. I'm such a I'm such a menace to society. I will for not say, wanting to watch a uh, 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 Vikings. What, who did the Vikings? Play? The Vikings play the fucking the Lions. The Lions? Ew. And Sam La- and Sam Laporta got hurt in the game, and yeah. it was actually quite a good game to watch. It was good, don't it was a, play, don't was a don't play your game, starters man. in Week 18 if you secured a playoff spot. It was a good game to watch. I'm just saying, you could have picked the nine nothing Buccaneers uh, Panthers game or the That's fucking a, Jets Patriots game. Ew! In the snow, fifty-yard Brees Hall no, touchdown. Last I Bill don't Belichick care. Game. It's Week I, Eighteen. Jets Patriots. Is there a least? Is there a less watchable team than the New England Patriots? I mean, it's Bill Belichick's last game. It's yeah, fun to, it's fun to watch him. That's the first loss in fifteen uh, games against the Jets that he's suffered. So that will be back. I'm calling it now. Bill Belichick's uh, back. Not for the not for the Pats. Oh yeah, he'll be back. No, I don't think so. I, think I don't think Kraft is the cojones to fire him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, lots of interesting things going on in the NFL, whether you choose to watch Week 18 or not. One thing that you should always be watching is your Edmonton Oilers. Oh, baby. Because they are hot. They are fresh off the stove, a freshly cleaned stove. Even. Oh, there you go. Great, they great transition. Firmed per miles cooking. You love to see it. So we've got a jam-packed episode for you today and a good episode that we're going to try to uh, start your week off right with on a little Monday here. Going to be recapping the game against the Flyers and then recapping last night's game against the Senators. Once that is done, we're going to do a little bit of Oilers talk, uh, mainly around their skills competition that happened earlier in the week, which is always fun and a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air for the team and, and for the fans. Once we get through that, we have a horde of NHL things to discuss, primarily around the All-Star game. The initial All-Stars got announced, and now we are moving into the fan vote section. So lots of news around the league. Um, one William Nylander, one Connor Bedard, and one World Junior update. So Nolan, we've got lots to do and a short time to get there. Now, since the notes worked a little bit differently this week, do you mind if I take uh, game one? I would be more than happy for you to take game one. Well, a gush golly garnish. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, And and, uh, we've been talking a lot about Philadelphia sports, so it's only right that we uh, return to our home and native land of bashing them as we look at the game from January 2nd, a 5-2 win versus those Philadelphia Flyers in a game called... McDavid's too flashy. <laughs> the Red Hot Flyers come into Edmonton sporting a 19-12 and 6 record, sitting fourth in the Metro division. Skinner versus Hart. I don't know if you knew this, Nolan, but they actually grew up playing against each other. They did, did not mention that less than several times in the broadcast of that game. So um, were you aware of that? Uh, I, I, I was, I was, thank you very much. Um, yeah. but I was very thankful of Gene for reminding me because my room is a little foggy on that one. Yes. yes yeah, yes, of course. Yes. But, um, very odd of Gene to bring up the fact that like when they played against each other, what their wins losses head to head were. I just thought that was like, they were like 14, dude, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Um, but ultimately funny that um, Skinner got the better of Hart in the playoffs when they played against each other as 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds. And, and I'm pretty sure, too, like, um, I, like I, I'm not a big junior hockey head, but from what I remember, I think, like, Stuart Skinner wasn't just, like, his team beat, like, beat them. It was, like, Stuart Skinner stood on his head for that entire series. But yeah. I, I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain. 
I don't know. We'll have to consult a friend of the show, Ben. He's a big WHL guy. He could probably give us the whole rundown of of that Everett, and because uh, that's where Hart played his whole time was in Everett, and then Stewie played in Lethbridge and Swift Current. <laughs> I don't think you could have a harder drop than those two towns. But either way, uh, Oilers, Flyers, Hart, Skinner. A back-and-forth period of the first culminates with a Conrad McDervinson scoring a silky one from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Vinny DeHarnay to give the Oilers the 1-0 lead. The second period sees a fury of attempts um, finally put in by one Zachary Martin-Hyman, who remains affectionately known as a children's author. McDavo and Dry get the assists, and very quickly in the second, it's 2-0 Oilers. Back come the Torts gang as Travis Konechny scores to bring the bad orange team back within one. And then Nolan, all-around good guy and DEI supporter Mark Stahl gets his first of the year to deadlock things back at two. You can't keep getting away with this. Also, so frustrating that Mark Stahl's first goal of the season is against the freaking Oilers. Like, yeah, why, and- are, why are we merchants to losers? And he was also a healthy scratch the game before, so he was so tough. called into this game. He, not so only, was... not only is he is he a homophobe, but he also scored on the Oilers. Yeah, damn ha- it, has to score in Danielle Smith's backyard. Um, but <laughs> fear not, Nolan, as the Oilers' uh, monstrous power play would continue to do what it does best, and that's score goals. This one coming off the blade of the baby-faced assassin's twig. That is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who makes it 3-2 Oilers with under a minute to go in the period. Hyman and McDavid get the assists. Now, the third period revs up. It's Tuesday night, post-holidays. You know those good Alberta boys and girls are having a couple overpriced beverages at Rogers. And Leon Dreisaitl gives them something to talk about, making it 4-2 early in the third. Assists, Cody Cece, and who else but Connor McDavidson. Finish it off, Nuge. You go ahead and get yours. He gets his second of the night. Assists to who else? Connor McDavid and Zachary Martin Hyman to solidify the 5-2 win. Good night, Edmonton. Now, I'm not sure if you were keeping track there, but McDavidson, McDavo, McDarvid, he got mentioned a few times in that package, and let's uh, tally it up here. Shots finished 38 38- 37-36 for the Flyers. Flyers went 0 for 4 on the power play. Yes. And the Oilers went 1 for 4 on the PP. And the Oilers also won 52% of the faceoffs. So back to McDervid, McDaniel, McDavid, whatever you want to call him. Connor got his 10th fifth point game of his career. <laughs> <That's> so insane. <laughs> insane. And in, in the process surpassed 900 points for the career in 602 NHL games. Now, this is a bit of a a floater that was going around on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. He currently has more points career-wise than Brad Marchand, Corey Perry, Jonathan Taves, Peter Forsberg, Ilya Kovalchuk, Zach Parise, and Eric Lindros. Friendly reminder that he's 26 years old. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, and to be fair, I think Marchand has like 897. So it's not like he's that far off, but he's also but got five, Connor's, six years yeah. on him. Connor's <laughs> going to crush his totals too. Like uh, it's, it's going to be, we're witnessing a player that's going to probably hit like 1700 points easy. We're going to be talking about a thousand before Christmas next year. I know that's fucking great. We, I mean, that. If he goes God mode, we could see him hit a thousand by the end of the season. I doubt it's going to happen, but I think he's going to 
conserve himself a little bit. Uh, gets a couple of those five point roly roly poly olies. I mean, it'll yeah. add up pretty quick. Um, Post game, Nolan he gave an interview that brought tears to my eyes and butterflies to my stomach. Um, he says that he wants to score a lot more points. And this is obviously not a quote, but uh, I'm sure you saw it. It was along the lines of he wants to score a lot more points and play a lot longer in Oilers jersey. Just really heartwarming stuff that made the whole crowd go, yeah, yeah, and made all those Leafs fans on Twitter go. So take that take that yeah. nerds i um yeah I, I i i love that clip it was really nice to see i also kind of look at it as like what the hell else is connor gonna say um but no i i see i see where you're coming from and I, it does make me happy i just like seeing connor happy when he's smiling on the bench and he's like he loves to give like nuge like a head pat and all that and i i love seeing that shit it's just it's it's i mean a kind of funny because it's like Dog Nooch has like four years on you in this league, but and you're like little, so you're like little brothering him. Uh, I mean, you're little brothering him in every statistical category. No offense, I mean, Nuge. fair, yeah. It kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, Nolan, exactly. we would be we would be remiss if we did not mention Stuart Skinner stopping 35 of 37 shots for a .946 save percentage in this one. Quality game from a guy who has been playing great for this surging Oilers team. Shout out to the boys. You know, I was just when when you'd brought up Connor's totals and I mentioned a thousand by Christmas time, I was thinking about like the Hart Trophy because I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of the like the discussion around the Hart Trophy and who's been the most valuable player because like um, ESPN just did a thing where they were picking all the awards for for the, for every player in the league and it's supposed to be so early into the season. Um, and obviously like, the favorites right now are like McKinnon and Kucherov and Quinn Hughes. And I was thinking about it, man. And after looking at the list of Hart Trophy winners for the last like 30 years, I kind of want Connor to take the year off of winning the Hart Trophy. Because from history tells us that the winner of the Hart Trophy has not gone on to win the Stanley Cup in 20 years. Oh, I mean, that's a good omen. Um, yeah. Not to mention that there's a little bit of like voter fatigue or not voter fatigue, but like whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, it is nice to see a few other folks win. And yeah. um, given what McDavid's done in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's outrageous for them to be like, okay, you'd have to go, like you said, God mode, or you'd have to do something ridiculous to not necessarily earn, but like get that recognition for most valuable mm-hmm. player throughout the league. So you'd, they'd have to do something pretty incredible in the, in the second half of the season to elevate himself to that status and hey if you got the 20 years behind you um i like i like omens i'm a, I'm a bit of a superstitious fellow myself yeah. so i'll take that um can i do a quick little uh connor stat roundup quickly as it stands right now go for it uh so currently he sits with 54 points in 34 games 14 goals so taking a little bit of a step back in the goal scoring department um 50 in the draws but the one thing that's coming to mind and that i see that i really like is he is averaging the lowest time on ice since the 16-17 season. Good shit. 21-19. So it's still high, That's but it's still not a lot of ice time, it's, yeah. but it's still not the 22 and a half minutes or the 23 minutes a game that we're that we're accustomed to seeing from Connor. And I think if you were to look at if you were to do splits based off of like um if you're to look at it since um like since December or whatever, I think you're going to, or sorry, since probably like November 24th, you're going to see like a substantial decrease in time on ice. Yeah. Like right now, man, 
Um, he played 22.02 in November, and that was the last time with Jay Woodcroft. December, he went down to 21.06, and so far in January, obviously it's two games, I get it, he's played 18.49 a game. Yeah, You've seen that Knobloz like to roll four lines yeah. a lot more evenly than yeah. Oilers coaches in the past, which is very nice, not just for like resting guys, but I mean, you've seen it with, spoiler alert, McLeod. And what yeah. he's been able to do, getting a little bit more time on ice and building some chemistry and finding his game. So uh, I think that's played a very big factor in Oilers' recent success. Yep. So shout out, shout out to the knob dog. We totally. And it's it's all about it's all about trusting your guys, right? Like it's 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 about knowing which guys are humming all at the same time and about giving those guys ice time as needed. So I've I've really liked what I've seen so far. Obviously I've I'm trying not to get too, too excited because, uh, in a matter of a flash, everything could all come falling apart, but let's not talk about that. Instead, let's talk about speaking of guys who are humming. Yeah. Is this, is there anyone humming more than Zachary Martin Hyman? Because he comes back with the third part of his Hyman's Hattie series this season with a three, one win over the Ottawa senators last night on January 6th, Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. With a win, the Edmonton Oilers can move into the wild card two spot and be in a playoff position for the first time since everyone had a 0-0-0 record and democracy was not tested in the NHL standings. Let's go. A fairly uneventful first period, however, gave the Oilers their first test when Evander Kane took an outrageously bad high-sticking penalty, leading to a double minor. However, a successful coup by the Edmonton Oilers would leave this uh, 0-0 exiting the first while shots were 15-8 for the good guys. Leading from that, the second would then see domination by the Oilers, chucking 18 shots on Anton Forsberg, who would fight like hell to keep the Sens in this one. However, with two minutes left in the second, power play one would go to work like they always do, Nuge sending it back to Big Daddy Boosh, so fucked, who wired it on net and tipping it in after storming the crease. Noted children's author Zachary Martin-Hyman scoring his 23rd of the season to make this one nothing. A few minutes later in the third, or sorry, a few minutes into the third, sees a simple neutral zone turnover forced by Irvin Burchard, we're surfered, who mills it to children's author and noted right winger, Zachary Martin Hyman, who whoa, fires whoa, it on whoa. net. <laughs> Licking through Eunice Corpusala to make it 2 nothing, Despite getting absolutely rinsed by the Oilers in the third with about five minutes remaining, a riot caused by Brady Kachuk in front of the net led to Parker Kelly, woof, putting it in. However, it's waved off by the refs. But Jacques Martin and the Sens decide to use their freedom of speech and cry, stop the steal, and use their coach's challenge. Refs decide to overthrow the call, and it's a good goal. 2-1 Oilers. It wouldn't matter, though, because the Sens are dog water and the Oilers are proud boys, leading to <laughs> Boven Ushard, faux-sucked. <laughs> Sorry, let me redo that. Faux-sucked. Snapping, <laughs> snapping it around to the Oilers shaman, Conrad McDavidson, who banks it off, noted children's author, and now four-time hat-trick artist Zachary Martin Hyman to put the exclamation on a 3-1 night for the Oilers. Shots finished 46-30. to Oilers went 2-for-3 on the power play, 3-for-3 three three on the kill, 59% in the dot, and most notably for the nerds, expected goals finished 5.86 for the Oilers to 2.54 to the Sens. Little brothered the Sens. No fraudulent activity found. With that win, the Oilers now move into the last playoff spot in the West with 46 games to go, a transition of power in the West. 
Um, so for those of you who are maybe getting an earworm of some phrases used in that, that's like 14 January 6th jokes that he threw in that package, which is actually kind of insane. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I'm just kind of reeling. I, I want to steal a lectern now. Did you like... Did you like noted right winger Zachary Martinheim? I did. That's that's. I mean, especially given his Jewish heritage, I think we've got to be a little <laughs> bit careful of that. But um, funny. To be fair, he's playing funny. right wing. I mean, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're just like wrong. Does that make sense? <laughs> you're just wrong in your stuff. Funny. Good pack. Very good job. Um, Thank you. Thank I'm gonna you. listen back to that on the radio, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Most importantly, with that uh, with that Hyman goal at the end of the game, cover he, he covered the spread, helped the Oilers cover the spread. If that's something that you're uh, you're interested in, something you're watching, it's, it's something you're looking for. Um, I saw a tweet from I gotta find it quickly. It was from a friend of the show, uh, Austin, who is who's all who's all over Twitter and just loves loves shouting us out. Love this guy. Um, what did he say here? It was last night. He said, it's, um, where the hell is it here? Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, and he says, of course, ah. the goal, of course, the goalie with the third worst goal saved above expected this season is shutting the door against the Oilers right now. <laughs> it's such an Oilers game. Like Eunice Corpusalo has been one of the worst goalies in the league and he saved 2.886 goals above expected. Like to put that into perspective, Stuart Skinner is lucky like over this stretch to save like 0.8 above expected. So what happened for Corpus Allo to come in? Did Forsberg get hurt or something? Or sorry, was it? Oh shit. I'm did, yeah. Oh fuck. I fucked that up. I'm so yeah, sorry. It, no, that's yeah, fine. It, it was Forsberg it, the entire time. Sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. I meant to say that earlier that it was Forsberg. Shit. No, that's, that's fun. That's fine. Because uh, it was funny. Uh, the lot, not funny, I guess. Cause it's a, a man's life we're talking about here. <laughs> But the last time that the Oilers played the Sens, they tore both of his MCLs. Oh, the Forsbergs? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, shout out to the guy coming back and, you know, being fearless, fearless and playing some hockey. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that uh, he's back and he's Remember. healed and he's playing good hockey. So, shouts, shouts out to uh, to the Fors dog. Remember uh, when he was an Oiler for, like, five minutes? I do. And then he got claimed. And we had such high hopes. Yeah, and then the Oilers were into a major goaltending issue with Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. God, and we bless. were like, "What do we do?" Have and, you heard any? Have you heard anything that? about the Meek Dog? The Meek Dog, I believe yeah. he's playing. He was playing in the KHL, I think, or no, he's playing in maybe the Finnish or Switz- like Liga Switzerland. I thought he's playing in the National League right now. Uh, he played with. It doesn't say here. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. He did play with the Swiss Na- with the Swiss National League, and then he went to a different. Oh no, he's still playing with the same team. Okay, never mind. I'm stupid. So Mikko Koskinen still in Finland, uh, playing with Lug or sorry, playing in the Swiss League with Lugano, and uh, he currently has a 3.05 GAA and an 8.92 save percentage. So good for him. Good for good for Mikko. He's probably just loving it living in Switzerland. The only reason that I remember it was Switzerland is because um, a Swiss reporter 
reached out to fake Ken Holland on Twitter. Fake Jim Matheson. (laughs) Yeah, fake Jim Matheson. That's what it was. Yeah. And used a fake Jim Matheson quote in a legit like news article. So that's the only reason why I remember it's it's Switzerland. I'm not keeping up with the Koskinens or anything like that. (laughs) Should we make that a bit? Keeping up with the Koskinens? Koskinens? And we just check in on Miko Koskinen every month? I think that that's a good idea because, um, you know, trials and tribulations, the man does hold a special place in my heart for some. Are you Miko Koskinen, my boyfriend? He's a huge fan. (laughs) I just like that picture, that picture of him with his, like, because he's so big and tall and then he's got that little wiener dog. (laughs) You remember that photo? I do. But that also that statement, you could have a really hard cut there and it'd be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the reason that I wanted to bring up Koskinen's dog, Nolan, is because we have some oiler shit to talk about that involves dogs. Yes. The, yes. The, the, the pooches were, were flying. The boys, the little, the little boys and gals. So the Oilers had their skills comp, uh, I think it was on like Thursday this week. Mm-hmm. And my favorite event, the Rough Rough Relay, had some major... Um, changings of the guard let's say um because one hugo cc dethroned lenny mcdavid who was disqualified (laughs) in the rough rough relay psycho shit from the little dude a victory for short kings everywhere he bested um willow nugent hopkins and uh (laughs) bowie drysidle some of the names on these dogs is insane for what it's worth but i, I mean, love that they all have dogs too no no oh, they're like so i'm funny. never getting a cat in my life ollie bouchard <laughs> if there's one thing there's death taxes and hockey wives and girlfriends spending way too much money on a purebred dog and get that dog eating better than i at will in my entire life um any hoosers so yeah shout out to hugo cc the little dude such Uh, a funny name (laughs) hugo cc (laughs) because last year if you don't remember um the star of the show i don't think he won but the name that had me ranting for 15 minutes was potter shore (laughs) (laughs) have fun in seattle you fucking dork anyway (laughs) nice hairline Continuing on with uh, with some other highlights of the uh, Oilers skills competition, Ryan Nugent Hopkins beat Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> in the accuracy shooting contest. Again, uh, I'm going to use the term psycho shit for the second time in this episode. Um, Leon was down in this one. He was, you know, they're shooting at alternating targets. Um, one shot, one shot, one shot, and he's down and he rips the backhander at his target and like just narrowly misses. That's yeah. psycho. That is insane confidence. Um, would have been very, very cool to see the pressure get turned on, but Nuge ended up taking it. So shout out to Nuge. Reluctant I'm... Leon is my favorite. <laughs> What's that? Said reluctant Leon is my favorite. <laughs> reluctant Leon. <laughs> Um, McLeod, he won the fastest skater, semi-believable because the kid does have wheels. Um, but with more than just bragging rights on the line, I'm probably still going to take McDavid as the team's fastest skater. Uh, yeah. And, um, one Cody CC won hardest shot with a bomb clocking in at 102.9 miles per hour. Please, for the love of God, check the radar. <laughs> we need to check the count on that one. <laughs> stop stealing did you watch any of it did you see any of the highlights you have any uh, opinion? i saw the highlights because i don't have oilers plus so i will not i would not be taking part in watching it live uh but yeah like i saw some of the highlights they were they were funny and it's just I, it's 
I always love watching these because the team just feels so close. And any time that these guys feel close and feel like they're just having a great time just makes me more happy as a fan. Um, one of the things on the, uh, uh, this is kind of a side note, but like one of the things I've been loving after all these wins is the, is the Vinny skinny Winnie celebration where yes. they like both do a big high five afterwards. Like that just dudes rock. That's yeah, just an dude. ultimate dudes rock moment. It certainly, certainly is. Uh, and a special shout out, uh, Ben Scrivens and Jeff Delorier were involved in this Oilers um, team relay event. They were participating as the goalies in the shootout. So kind of cool to see two guys that uh, have had some time with the organization coming back and helping out and, and being involved. So shout out to everybody involved in making a fun little bit of content for Oilers guys and gals to talk about. Merles, would you like an update on the standings? Give me it. Yeah. Okay. So, as it stands right now, as previously mentioned, the Oilers have moved into fourth in the Pacific Division, nabbing that wild card two spot. Uh, oh, they are ow. currently tied by points with the St. Louis Blues. However, they do have two games on them. So, by points percentage, they do have it. Um, looking at the division right now, uh, Pacific leading the way. Number one is the Vancouver Canucks with 25, uh, going 25, 11 and three for 53 points in their last 10. They've won six, they've won six, two and two. So they're still humming along at a really nice rate in second place. The Vegas Golden Knights with a 23, 12 and five record for 51 points. However, they've played 40 games. And, um, Miles, Mama I, don't been, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but, uh, in their last 10, Three and seven. Who's that? Sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights. Ooh, what in the world? Yeah, not 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 looking great. However, I have a good feeling that they will probably turn it around and be humming along pretty shortly here. Uh, in third place, the Los Angeles Kings, who have played the same amount of games as the Oilers. However, they've went ten or twenty ten and six for forty six points, and in their last ten, they've went four four and two. So they're kind of playing at that five hundred rate, but. They've made up enough ground on the Oilers that I think that they, they can afford to play at that rate. Uh, and then uh, finishing off the way, we've got uh, Seattle with a 16-14-9 record for 41 points. They uh, are amongst the hottest teams in the league. I think that we mentioned that last time. They've won six in a row and are 8-0-2 right now. And um, the Calgary Flames <laughs> are 17-18-5 with 39 points. They've went 6-4 in their last 10 which led to a headline segment last night of Elliot Friedman mentioning that the Flames and Noah Hannafin continue talks. Hell yeah. Uh, you know what? Just do it. Just just for, for, for all of our sake, just do it because it's funny. It's funny as heck. You know um, what, man? Flames fans should be happy whenever we talk shit about them because w what happened last episode, we, we pooped on Huberto and it looks like he's back. Because he scored. I don't know if. And he scored he, like two, three goals. Did he score two, three goals or did he score once? I think he scored a couple. But um while while you're fact checking me, Nolan, because the last <laughs> thing we want the last thing we want to do is be uh contributing to fake news. I wanted to share this little tidbit from Jason Gregor. Two goals in the last little bit. Oh, I was gonna show you the exact same tweet. I know <laughs> I'm so happy you're bringing this up. Uh, due to injuries, the Chicago Blackhawks dressed 11 forwards today with a combined cap hit of 13.9 million dollars. They found a way to beat the Flames four to three. Hell yeah, that's fucking gangster. Really funny stuff. Um, 
I mean, like, I, 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 I honestly, I, I like when the Flames are good. I, I truly do. But I just, I don't understand with this management group. What is the problem with just fucking blowing it all up? What are you doing? I swear it, to God, it was I nice. Hope, yeah, like I hope that this, and that's what I've been saying this entire time. Do you know what's? Do you know what's like? comes in a very close second to your hockey team being good and playing good hockey is because there's no worse feeling than having a good hockey team playing bad hockey, right? Like there's nothing worse than that. In oh, second place. Yeah, exactly. In second place it to a good team playing good hockey is a bad team playing bad hockey. Cause you have low expectations and it's really funny in all the different ways that you can lose. Well, and there's just no expectations. Like Chicago, man, I know we're we're beating them up, we're making fun of them. Um, they have so much cap next year that the world is literally their oyster. And you're hearing all the different discussions of um, you know, which free agents and which RFAs and like I saw a report that a uh, few guys think that uh, Pedersen's gonna make his way over there. I don't know how realistic that I is because I don't happens, I don't yeah. know what Chicago would have to give up to get him. But either way, like in in a hypothetical world where it's Bedard Pedersen and Nylander, Nylander yeah. playing together. That's mental. Like, yeah, I would happily watch them tank, tank, tank away if that's what's waiting for you on the other side. And it's kind of unfortunate that uh, Flames fans aren't going to get to realize that, like being excited about an, and they do have a good prospect pool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Connor Zary has been playing really good and getting guys excited. Dustin Wolf obviously remains like their big piece of, of the, of the fun and the pie. Um, that Pelche kid that everybody likes. Um, imagine if they were capping that off with a Celebrini, man. They would be ecstatic in Cowtown. There is nothing more valuable in the league than a young rookie star on a rookie contract. And if you can shed a bunch of money, and you never know. Maybe you, yeah, maybe you get a guy like a Celebrini or somebody like that, or you get a proper number one center, and they could play with Jonathan Huberto and maybe, like, recoup some of that some of that lost value that Jonathan Huberdeau has sort of lost over this time like I just I, I think if you really if you're to really step back and detonate this whole thing then you can have fun with the fact that this team doesn't have expectations you can play shitty hockey and just tank for a draft pick and hopefully you hit on a high-end draft pick and then like you said you have all the financial flexibility in the world that if you wanted to take a big swing on somebody you can like everybody points to like the Oilers of of not being able to do a rebuild properly and oh they had McDavid and Dreisaitl on rookie deals and look what happened yeah, you don't have to be the Edmonton Oilers and Peter Shirelli. Like, that's not the standard, people. <laughs> don't let that scare you. Yeah, like remember, remember when the when the when the Penguins got Sidney Crosby and all they did was just spend money afterwards. Like they got Sergei Gonchar, who was a, an important part to them winning a Stanley Cup. Like, you can have fun. <laughs> like Andre Sekera was sick until he got injured, and then he wasn't so sick. And then he got bought out. What? But we don't talk about that. (laughs) So this segment was supposed to be like a standings discussion, and it just turned into shitting on the Flames. We're sorry, Um, Flames fans. We're sorry, Flames. We're not. uh, Ducks are in seventh. Uh, 13-24 and one for 27 points. Uh, Lottery, give me Adam Henrique. And uh, rounding everything out, the San Jose Sharks with a 9-28-3 record, 21 points. Oh, my God, Miles. Do you know what their record in the last 10 is? Oh, nine. Oh, eight and one. 
That's 10 and 0 10. and they've lost 11 in a row. <laughs> That's flawless hockey. So see, man, they're having fun in Silicon Valley. Like they're playing <laughs> shitty hockey and they're having fun doing it. They got and the mo- fresh prince playing in uh, uh pl- playing in college hockey and winning a gold medal for the US. Like things are looking good. Things are fun, man. Shout yeah. out shout out to the Sharks. Um <laughs> the Sharks. The Sharks. That's a more appropriate name for what they're doing. Um, Vancouver, are you still like? What, what do you think about the Canucks? Are they are they are they bussing or are they discussing? I don't. I I honestly can't think of an opinion on the Canucks. Their home record is outrageous. Uh, is fourteen four and one right now? Um, it's about the same as the Vegas Golden Knights. I. I think they're obviously I think they're the, they're a playoff team, but it just remains to be seen what I really think of this team. Um I think the whole Andre Kuzmenko thing is really funny. Like you guys just signed this guy to 6 years or to 6 million dollars for 2 years and he is not getting playing time. <laughs> oh really? H bombed. Oh yeah, he's been H bombed like I think like 3 of the last 4 games or something. Holy tough. Yeah, like that's Andre you thinking you might have made a mistake there, my friend? <laughs> is he the one that we wanted really bad? That was so. That was the one. Is that yes. was the the big the big conspiracy? Since we're on January sixth time, um, the big conspiracy around that was that Ken Holland gave a chance to um, Dan Milstein's client Evander Kane, signed him to that half a season, and that Evander Kane was supposed to walk, get a big contract from somebody. And then they were going to sign Andre Kuzmenko, who was coming over from the KHL. And then what ended up happening was Evander Kane got no money. And then Andre Kuzmenko ended up signing, or, or sorry, got no offers from other teams. And then came back to Edmonton and everyone was like, oh, he took a discount to come back. And it's like, I don't really think there anybody was giving him like five or six years. So I think he just kind of got, or he just kind of took what he got. And then Andre Kuzmenko went to Vancouver, goes on a shooting heater Gets signed to a two-year extension, and uh, now we're here because Rick Tocca doesn't like him, and he's being scratched. So, tough it all, for Andre Kuzmenko. It all cleans out in the wash, eh? Yeah. Um, quick little just side note here. Uh, looking over to the Central, we won't talk about the tops in the Central because I, I don't really think that matters to the discussion. Um, the Jets are currently, I think, leading the league right now. Uh, in They're points. the best team in the NHL right yeah. now. That's not that's no good. That's gonna change pretty soon. Egg on my face. Yeah, uh, they are eight zero and two in their last ten and have won five straight. So good for them. Uh, and then, like I said, in the sort of wild card spot because those are gonna be the teams that the Oilers are currently battling with, unless they can reach up to a like potential Pacific top three finish. Uh, you've got the Nashville Predators who are in fourth place right now with a 22-17 and one record for 45 points. And then the Blues currently have played 38 games, 2017 and one record, for 41 points. The Blues have gone 7-3-0 in their last 10, and it seems like they've got a bit of a new coach bump going on right there too, so that looks good for them. And the Arizona Coyotes, who were looking just tremendous, 19-16-2 for 40 points, and they have went 6-4 and in their last 10, and they've lost two in a row. So tough beat for the Arizona Coyotes, um, but ultimately... Whatever leads to the Oilers staying in the playoffs, I do not care about any other team. Just give me the Oilers. Once the Oilers have that X beside their name, 
I will be like, I will actually be able to breathe a sigh of relief. Cause until that happens, I cannot get excited. Like I'm, I'm happy, but I can't get too excited. Agreed dog. Um, you, you feel a lot better when it's, uh, when it's etched in stone. Nolan, is there anything else you'd like to say standings wise, or would you like to open up the discussion to some more NHL shit? Because I feel like this plays very nicely off of, uh, off of what we were talking about with teams here. I think that sounds like a tremendous idea. Uh-oh, it's time for an ad read. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. It's Monday night. Maybe you're thinking of uh, watching that Canucks-Rangers game, a battle of two titans of the East and the West going at one another. You can get Vancouver on the money line at plus 120. Or you can get the Rangers on the money line at minus 142. If you think maybe this is a high-scoring game, you can get that line at minus 108. It's not bad. There's, there's, there's options. I say this every time. There's options. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem. Call gambling. Help call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Um, because it's it's our favorite time uh, as podcast guys, and that is talking shit about the NHL. Because the initial All Stars were announced in the middle of last week, and boy howdy, are there some fun ones on here! I'll take you through a quick read, and um, you know, I'm I'll give you. I'm going to say some of these are no brainers, right? We'll skip over those. Um, but if I give you one of these, if I give you one of these little looks, um, I want you to give me the first word that comes to your mind okay perfect okay yeah starting starting things off we've got clayton keller clayton keller in arizona we got connor bedard in chicago we've got nathan mckinnon out of colorado we got jake ottinger out of dallas we've got kirill kaprizov out of minnesota we've got philip forsberg coming out of nashville we got robert thomas in st louis uh that that's fine that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, All right. We got Connor Hellebuck out of Winnipeg. We've got Elias Lindholm out of Calgary. What? <laughs> We've got Frank Vetrano out of Anaheim. No! <laughs> we got Connor McDavid out of Edmonton. Pretty good, I think. Pretty good. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll deal with that. Uh, we got Cam Talbot out of LA. Daddy? <laughs> we got uh, Tomas Hertel out of San Jose. We've got Eleven all- in a row. <laughs> We've got uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand out of Seattle. He doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> we got uh, Quinn Hughes, who has both of his brothers for the Devils, but he's in Vancouver. So Quinn <laughs> representing Vancouver. 
Uh, Jack Eichel out of the Vegas Golden Knights. David Pasternak out of Boston. Rasmus Dahlin out of Buffalo. Yeah, fine. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, Alex DeBrincat out of Detroit. We've got Sam Reinhardt out of Florida. He's been a fucking stud this season. But that is fuck to me that it's Sam Reinhardt. And it's out of, not Barkov. Uh, dude, it's, oh, they did that. Okay, this, this is another one too. Nick Suzuki out Get of Montreal. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Four-time NHL All-Star Nick Suzuki, who has yet to eclipse 50 points in a season. Yeah, wasn't it like the shortened season was the only time he was on pace for like 60 points or something? Isn't that disgust? Doesn't that make you just want to throw up in your mouth? Dude, Habs fans are... The the mindset of Habs fans on Twitter is really funny right now because they... Sorry, they, so his career high is 66 points. He hit that last season. Congratulations, oh, Nick Suzuki. But <laughs> what's really funny... What's really funny about the... About the the Habs fans is how much they dwell on the dumbest shit as like their teams the players of their team are really good I saw a tweet last night I think it was from Andrew Berkshire and it was uh cause he does a he's a big Habs fan and he does a thing for like the Steve Dangle network and all that uh no free ads but he did this thing it was this tweet about like um guys in the league with like the best hockey sense and it was like um uh, it was like Crosby, probably like Makar. He completely avoided Connor McDavid. And then he's like, and maybe call me a homer, but Nick Suzuki's also in there. <laughs> oh my God. And then it's like the Habs fans that are like, because I'm, I'm sorry, but it's clear right now that as it stands at this moment, Uri Slavkovsky is a bust. But the amount of Habs fans are like, did you see this pass leading to this goal? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Oh my god! Oh man, Habs fans never change, never change. So um, Montreal is sending four-time All Star Nick Suzuki back once again. Um, Brady Kachuk coming out of Ottawa. Nikita Kucherov. You know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to give you the eyes for that one. Uh, <laughs> Nikita Kucherov is fine. No, Brady. Brady. Oh, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, Brady's fine. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I, I. I Probably the sends are so bad. I probably would not select anybody from the sends. But oh, and just before we leave this, I just wanted to mention this. So this is the official tweet from Andrew Berkshire. If you were to rank NHL players by pure hockey intelligence, how much their brain facilitates how good they are, this would be my top three. Number one, Sidney Crosby. Number two, Mark Stone. Number three, call me a homer if you want, Nick Suzuki. Number three. Number three, smartest hockey player in the NHL massive home just energy. rules i love it so much <laughs> um anyways insane. brady kachuk um, yeah i probably wouldn't send anybody from the senators though um fair enough following that up nikita kucherov out of tampa austin matthews for the host toronto maple leafs sebastian aho out of carolina your boy dog i'm thinking boone jenner from the columbus blue jackets we have Jack Hughes from the New Jersey Devils, not Luke and not Quinn, but this is Jack Hughes representing. But Quinn the Devils. will be playing against his brother in the All Star yes, game because he will be representing the Vancouver but Canucks, not, which is the but, team he plays But for. not his brother Luke, but his brother Quinn, who plays for Vancouver, right? Correct. You okay. nailed it, yes. and it goes to show that my Hughes lessons have been paying off because people oh, are starting to understand. That was a doozy, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Barzell for the New York Islanders, Igor Shishterkin for the New York Rangers. I'm going to give you a little look there because he's been kind of poopy this year. 
Yeah, I mean, I did trade him, but I think he's been really hot since I traded him in the yeah, fantasy league. I'm so, so fricked. Uh, Travis Konechny from the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, what I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, Sidney Crosby from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And last, but oh. certainly least, Tom Wilson from the Washington Capitals. Eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> I love that he did like the double blinkers too. You did eyebrows. <laughs> um, this is fraudulent behavior. Tom Wilson is inevitable, but Jesus Christ, um, Miles, I I just I just can't. So we we know that Ovi doesn't like the All Star Game, and that's fine, whatever. But like, fuck me, Tom Wilson, John, like John Carlson was right there. You could have taken John. I mean, I know that Caps fans hate John Carlson with a burning passion, but you could put him in there. He's like, I think he's a point of game defenseman right now, or close to it. You could put um, Ethan Bear. Sure, yeah. I mean, if Ethan <laughs> Bear's in the All Star Game, I think we I think we'd probably have the same reaction. <laughs> I mean, we could put stinky, uh, stinky koozie in there. I don't know. I, that's a way better pick, actually, because I would love to see him doing his fucking his, arm celebration, his bird celebration. Oh my god, have you? <laughs> Evgeny Kuznetsov currently has thirteen points in thirty-four games. Dude, hell yeah, let's fucking roll, koozie. <laughs> his last three seasons: seventy-eight points, fifty-five points, thirteen. Boy, that's let's go. Oh, boy. So, speaking of let's go, Nolan, now that we've gone through the initial All-Stars announced, every team is represented. Um, <laughs> please, for the love of fuck, can we stop giving every team a representative? I think that the best example of this is Oliver Bjorkstrand. I'm sure you saw that video because you said, he doesn't even want to be there. That was really good marketing. That was incredible marketing by Seattle and uh, like a really great... Uh, like a really great playing along by uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. I, I honestly love that. That was great. But goes to my point. He doesn't even want to be there. No. He, yeah, I got a nice Airbnb in San Diego. Just going to uh, rest and relax with the wife and the kid and, you know, catch some rays and have some fun. You, could you cancel that Airbnb? He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> um, now, Miles, I don't know if you remember, but the NBA All-Star game was actually in Toronto a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2016, so a few years ago. I'm I'm very wrong on that. Yeah, um, nearly a decade. Yeah, nearly a decade. But I remember hearing uh, on podcasts like the Low Post and like the Bill Simmons podcast about how much players did not want to be in Toronto, Ontario, the second weekend of February. Straight up, like it is cold as shit. Like I'm sorry, but. I mean, I can understand if you're bringing the best of the best players there. And this game in this weekend is marketed by Sportsnet and the NHL as come see the the, the league's biggest and brightest stars. Yeah, fucking Boone Jenner is going to be there. Travis Konechny is going to be there. I love Boone Jenner as a player, but come on. And this like... the. I mean, we made the we made this joke in our very first season of One for One, but like the socialist Edmonton Oilers, like this is the socialist NHL. Like you get one, you get one, you get one, you get an All Star game, you get an, or an All Star appearance. Well, like uh, stop. Rid- riddle me this: If Connor Bedard, yeah. spoiler alert, he's hurt. If he can't go to the All Star game, who are they going to replace him with from Chicago? That's even reasonably All Star caliber. Dog, I'm thinking Philip Kurashev. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> 
I'm thinking I'm thinking that's what finally ticks them off that they should not have a representative from every team. I'm hoping that that is the tipping point where it's like they're like Dallas Smith they're at their tip tip tipping point and they're not going to pick everybody uh, pick a player from each team because of Connor Bedard breaking his jaw. I hope. I fucking hope. Because then from the same side of it, you look at and like fan vote, whatever, but like Toronto, they could easily have three guys. The Oilers easily could be sending three, four guys to this Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, one or two, the Rangers, one of the best teams in the NHL, one or two guys, two or three guys, fucking Winnipeg, man. They could be sending a few guys too. like um, Vancouver. There's a number of teams that should and could be sending multiple players so that we could cut Frank Vetrano out of this. Uh, and the fact that it's Frank Vertrano, how much you want to bet that if he doesn't get selected by fan vote, that the NHL is just going to and drop Trevor Zegris into the All-Star weekend somehow. Oh, they 1,000% A would. million percent. Oh, yeah. we have a special shooter and it's, and it's <laughs> Trevor Zegris. <laughs> It's gonna be so funny when that when that bit has gone like five years too late, and Trevor Zegers is like a forty point player in the league. He's full Brett Hall mode, but it, like <laughs> a quarter of the a quarter of the talent of Brett Hall. I just meant like drunk, fat, oh, yeah. useless yeah. Brett Hall. Now, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> sorry, that's Brett fair. Hall, if you're listening, um, Miles. You can vote so, players in. Yes, and I've been doing this for three days. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud of that. And that has been submitting um, my ballot of the eight skaters and four goalies that I would personally like to see go to the All-Star game. Um, and you could submit it 10 times a day um, for as long as the voting period is open. So I have it set up that, you know, whenever I have my coffee in the morning at work, like my coffee break, I yeah. fire up NHL. And again, you're, you're timed out. So every 24 hours, once it opens up, then you're allowed to vote. So I'll have my coffee. I'll vote for my all-stars. And then my job is done for the day and I'm doing my part. And what I mean by doing my part is that I am single-handedly getting the Oilers into the all-star game. Here's my ballot. Mm-hmm. Reminder, eight okay. skaters, four goalies. I got I got the children's author, Zachary Martin Hyman. Mm-hmm. I got the baby face assassin, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I've got the crown prince, Leon Dreisaitl. We're sending him back. Give me the skin dog. And of course, so fucked. Evan Bouchard, please go to the All-Star game. We love you. From there, I take off the Homer goggles and I vote for Thatcher Demko, Yusisaros, Connor Ingram, Miko Rantanen, Artemi Panarin, who I have been told will not be going to the All-Star game no matter what, but I'm still voting for him because I love him. Uh, Kale McCarr and Braden Point. That is my eight that I'm voting for. Okay. Eight plus four. I like that eight. So my eight plus four, I am doing almost the exact same as you. However, uh, I do love Nuge. I don't know if his season has been as as terrific as Zachary Martin Hyman's has been. And I'm trying not to be too, too much of a homer. Wrong. Um, Okay, sorry, I'm wrong. That's, that's fair. Um, but and Leon is not having the season that we expect from Leon by Leon standards. However, he's Leon Drysaddle. He should be in the All Star game. Um, I have got Leon Drysaddle, Zachary Martin Hyman, and Irvin Burchard. So fucked. And like, I mean, I think that it's ridiculous the idea that um, Burchard is not a lock to 
yep be in the all-star game like he's absolutely insane this season third um, d-man scoring yeah uh th- i believe third in d-man scoring um and then by all the dorky numbers too he's like among the best in the league um so that's that's insane to think about it's not just like he's a power he's not tyson barry so people need to understand he is not a power play merchant this is a guy that has completely changed this team's play at five on five he's the team's most valuable defenseman i mean you could argue that it might also be Matthias Ekholm, but like what Evan Bouchard does on a night-to-night basis is unbelievable. Um, Stuart Skinner, I've also got, uh, this is a bit of a heel turn considering the first two months of the season, he was absolute dog water, and now he's really turned it all around. And his stats in his last like 14 games or something like that are kind of outrageous. I think he's got like a 920 save percentage or something. So, I mean, I could... Yeah, I think he... He might be. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. He's considering it. He's considering. He's considering. He um, is taking offers, but he hasn't decided yet whether or not he's back. Um, The paperwork is filled out, but the 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 claim has not been submitted. That's a great way of putting it, Merles. I I really appreciate that. Um, So far in January, he has a nine fifty five save percentage. So that's uh, that's that's terrific to see. Um, And actually, show only selected roads. Fuck off. Okay, well, it's not adding that up. Anyways, uh, in December, he had a 9.15, and this month, he's got a 9.55. So he's, he's um, as the kids would say, he's looking pretty good. As the, as the kids would say, real hot girl shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then rounding out non-Oilers, uh, well, sorry, I've, I've also got uh, Derek Ryan also in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> JK. <laughs> um, I've also got, uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs, William Nylander, who's having a career season. We'll get to him. Uh, Elias Pettersson on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, joining Elias Pettersson is Brock Besser. And the reason being is Brock Besser is having a career season. Um, if, you, if you've been listening to our show or have paid attention to the league, Brock Besser's obviously been through a very tumultuous last couple seasons um, with the Canucks. And it's just awesome to see that he's put everything together when you combine the history of injuries, family tragedy, um, and just like the up and downness of the Canucks and the fact that he's having the season he's having is awesome to see. And I think we should send him to the all-star game. Uh, also got Kale McCarr and Thatcher Demko joining the Vancouver Canucks trio. There actually be quadruple. Uh, I've also got Connor Ingram in goal. Who's had a miracle season. This is awesome to see. It's also fucking Arizona always does this. And then uh joining them, I've got a I've got I've I've got a pair of Florida Panthers. I've got Alexander Barkov, who's the front runner for the Selkie this season. And I've also got comeback king himself, Sergei Bobrovsky. Miles mm. <laughs> doesn't like that one. I don't like that one, but you are entitled to your own opinion, and I will not uh silence your freedom of speech. Unlike the QAnon shaman. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like your picks. Uh, could you enlighten me? Why Panarin? Why isn't he going? He just he doesn't want to. Doesn't feel uh, like it. I think he's. It's something with family. I just know that he's just he's just not going to go. So he's just declined well, to go. Then, if that's the case, moving forward, I will stop voting for him, and I'll probably throw it in for Besser. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I think that like at the there's there's two guys that I want to highlight from like the perspective of like what an All Star game is because. 
Um, fan vote obviously should be for the fans. And as a fan, I'm going to vote for the guys I'm a fan of. Take a shot every time you heard me say fan. Um, but the two guys from this package that we've talked about who like by every sense of the word deserve to go to an all-star game for the seasons that they're having, it's Brock Besser and uh, Connor Ingram. Because they are having career years. They're having years that have them on top of a lot of statistical categories or in consideration as top of the statistical categories for their positions. Like they deserve to be going because of how they are playing. And it would be great to see two of them go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to see that. Those are two names that you haven't seen before. And if you work your ass off and deserve it, you should get it. So they're a hell of a lot more deserving, in my opinion, than some of the other names that got uh, handpicked by the NHL. So hopefully uh, they can get there and and hopefully you use this bit of the podcast as a reminder or as a way to start filling out your ballot and getting the players that you like into the All-Star game. Uh, quick little special shout out to uh, Josh Morrissey, who's also been really good too. 30 mm-hmm. points in yeah. 38 games. Uh, number one defenseman on a team that how many games are they on straight without allowing three or more goals or something like that they've they're on a big streak the last little while um i think it's like 20 games or something they haven't allowed three or more goals so that's pretty impressive um that's good stuff to see anyways good stuff to see Nolan. good stuff to see a lot of a lot of uh you know Josh Morrissey makes a lot of money, Miles. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of T. How many TTC passes do you think he could buy? Not enough as this next guy. Oh, oh, oh. Miles. Per, do you want, per, yeah, do you want to take this one? <laughs> per, 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 Pierre LeBron, William Nylander, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have been talking, um, heavy lifting and getting this across the finish line and all that insider mumbo jumbo was used. But what he's coming in at for a number, uh, this was, I believe Friday when I saw it and I have seen it change. Oh yeah. But (laughs) on Friday, it was looking like eight years at 11 million per. Now I've seen that up to an 11 and a half million per what, what have you been seeing? I saw eleven and a half million per. Yeah. yeah. So, holy hell. Yeah. William Nylander looks like he's going to be getting the fucking bag. Um. Side note: I saw a tweet, and it was like, if the core Leafs, um, went into the playoffs with the same vigor they go into contract negotiations with, we'd be in the middle of a dynasty. Mm-hmm. It's I think true. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> because these this Leafs core loves one thing and one thing only and that's getting the bag um i have a tweet from zach lang here uh that i would love to mention uh so anyways <laughs> the leafs will have 21 million dollars in cap space this offseason if nylander signs at 11.5 they have 15 free agents three currently on ltir ufas Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, Bobby McMahon, TJ Brody, Mark Giordano, William Loggison, Martin Jones, Ilya Samsonov, Jake Muzzin, Matt Murray, John Klingberg. RFAs, Nick Robertson, Noah Gregor, Timothy Liljegren, and Simone Benoit. And they probably want to get better, not worse. Yeah. I do not. Like, William Nylander has been having a career. I think he's insanely good. I think he's unbelievable. Um... Why the fuck yeah. would you do that, Toronto? 
the way that I, I simply look at do it, not understand it. The way that I look at it is, I think William. To, here's the thing: I think Neely, William Nylander is actually worth eleven and a half million dollars. I don't think he's worth eleven and a half million dollars on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Exactly. Like you're, and the amount of Leaf fans that I see that are like. Oh, it's going to be fine in 25 because uh, because Mitch is going to take less because he got more when Willie got less. And then John Tavares is going to sign for like $3 million a year. That's not how contract negotiations work, people. Like, no. John Tavares is probably going to, he's, probably, he's definitely going to make less money on his next deal. But do you see any world where he makes less than like, with a cap going up? Do you see a, a world where he makes anything less than like eight or nine? Probably as not. Captain, as the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, exactly my point. And like Mitch Marner, that's another player. 10.9 million or 10.9 right now. I think it was like 10.5 or, or sorry, wasn't it like... What's his contract up? Uh, Mitch Marner's contract is up in two years. And when's uh, Tavares done? Two years? Same year, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So the only player they have... <laughs> This is funny. Uh, the only players they have locked up past next season are Austin Matthews, <laughs> Morgan Riley, Ryan Reeves, David Camp, and Callie Yarncroke. That's a hell of a squad. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's 45 wins right there. Easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, dude, I, going back to what you said, is William Nylander worth eleven and a half million? Probably. Is he worth eleven and a half million to the Leafs? Please no. Like I hope not. I mean, as a Leafs hater, yeah, I hope he is because I mean, you're gonna see the same old song and dance going forward that you have the past few years. Um, but I do. I want to see him on the Blackhawks. I don't know if he has any interest in going to Chicago, but seeing him play with Bedard would be would be fun hockey to watch. You know what I want for William Nylander is he is a player that has been so blatantly disrespected by his fan base for so long. And it's, I understand that not all Leaf fans are like this. I get it. I totally understand. And I understand there's probably a very large portion of that fan base that loves William Nylander. I get that. But the amount of William Nylander hate I saw like two, three years ago when he wasn't putting up the season he's putting up this year. And everybody knew he was as talented as he was. But unfortunately, he would get succumb or he'd be succumbed to playing second pairs, second power play or whatever the hell it may be. Like, I want William Nylander to get the fucking bag this year. I want him to absolutely crush. He deserves it. He's got personality. He's a hell of a player. And he shows the most feistiness out of that entire team. I don't know. I I'm I'm a noted Willie disliker. Um, yeah. I the shirtless TikToks, the thirst traps. I, I like what he's done on the ice, but I don't love the personality myself. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be, you know, paid for what he's done on the ice. Maybe he's a contract year merchant. I don't know. Um, but he kind of rubbed me the wrong way too a couple of years ago when he held out for a little bit. Right? He did that. Mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. No, he didn't. He held yeah. up until December, until like the very last minute. Yeah. So I think that that's for me as a as a hockey guy, why the Leafs should maybe move on. I 
I don't want to sound like too much of an old man, but maybe kind of question his dedication to the team. I do also understand. I say that tongue in cheek because I see football players and I'm like, hell yeah, get your bag, man. These owners don't give a fuck about you. And then I talk about hockey players and I'm like, gotta have loyalty to your team. <laughs> like say a bunch of shit like that. So I don't know. It's uh there's a, there's a lot of moving parts to it that I don't necessarily understand the nuance behind, but um, either way, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. And if Toronto does it, they will have four of the top 10 highest paid players in the NHL on their roster. This is all just taking away from the sting. that The Oilers are going to have to pay Leon Dreisaitl like $14 million next summer. Oh yeah, we're going to be right there. But, we're uh, so hey, cap, fucked. Cap's going up and uh, somebody's going to take a discount. And uh... Could you imagine if the Oilers actually took discounts and how funny it would be? <laughs> If, like, the Oilers won the cup this year and our July 1st present was uh, a tweet from Elliot Friedman saying, uh, hearing the Oilers and uh, and superstar center Leon Settle are closing in on, on an eight-year extension worth $11 million per. And that Darnell Nurse has restructured his contract. <laughs> and that Darnell Nurse has actually voluntarily agreed to a buyout, but there's no cap hit. <laughs> a man can dream. And then, and then the next year is Connor McDavid has has decided that he will actually be making less than those twelve and a half million dollars, and said, "I want to take one for the team and assign an eight year, ten million dollar extension." And got ownership, yeah, returned. <laughs> Dude, uh, Daryl, give some. You've got you've got all that Rexall money. Come on, yeah, give some to Conrad. Yeah, get it. get Conrad get Conrad involved in the pharmaceutical game. I'm sure it'll go over well. <laughs> Hi, I'm Connor McDavid. Notice far notable <laughs> notable pharmacist and all-around good guy. You need Viagra. <laughs> hey, I'm Connor McDavid. Many people have asked me, Connor, how do you stay in incredible shape? Well, I use Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Connor Bedard. I need um pain medicine because I broke my jaw. Oh! That's the next one. That's Connor Bedard broke his jaw. He's gonna be out for a little while. A lot of people are saying. A lot of people are talking about it. Did you see the hit? What do you? I think? did. Can I just say, Miles wrote in the notes, Bedsy broke his jaw with a sad face, and I was like, <laughs> who? Who am I speaking with? You're a sick, a sick fuck. Yeah, because uh, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. Do you know what's really funny? Uh, Taylor and I were at Costco yesterday, and we're walking out and. We were arguing about something, but we were walking, arguing about something. We forgot to pick up when we were walking out, and I was kind of caught off guard by the by the guy that was was working at the was doing the uh, receipt check at the end, and I was wearing my Oilers toque, and he's like, he looks at me dead in the eye. He's like, goalie skull. I'm like, ha, that's funny, man. And he's like, what'd you think of that? He's like, what did you think of that Bedard hit? He's like, I thought I was dirty as fuck. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't really think it was dirty, man. I was like, I don't know. He's pretty, he's a pretty short guy. Keep your head up. Don't maybe don't, I don't know. You're going to get hit. It happens. It's like middle oh. of the ice is earned, buddy. I yeah, don't know what like, to tell you. And he's like, oh, have a good day. Here's your fucking chicken. Nah, thanks, man. I love when people see you like, um, sports boys. Yeah. When you see people in public and you're like, go birds or like, fuck Oilers, let's go, buddy, or like something like that. Josh Allen's a pussy, and you're like, oh my god, settle down, dude. That was like that was like when I met uh, uh, Brian Burke when I was working in Toronto, and he sees my my toque, and he's like, take that hat off, and I'm like, who's that? Oh shit, it's Brian Burke. What team were you wearing? I was wearing an Oilers toque. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, but I but I was like, man, Brian Burke rocks. 
but like Brian Burke is a lot different than Jeff at the Costco checkout. You know what I mean? I actually like, think this guy's name was Jeff, so I think he actually got it right. Yeah, dude, I talk to him sometimes. Uh, he, yeah, Miles Miles checks in with the Peterborough locals and says, yeah. "Hey, what's Nolan up to? What's Neural doing?" I'm a pillar in that community. Uh, but yeah, if Connor Bedard has a broken jaw and can't go to the All Star game, like, good lord. <laughs> um, um, that is the most decrepit team to watch in the National Hockey League. <laughs> decrepit is the word of the day. For those of you that are wondering, decrepit is the word of the day here at One for One HQ. Um, Noted first liner, Nick Felino. <laughs> fuck. No, dude. Oh. oh, my God. Get him to the game, honestly. They currently have uh, $7.9 million in cap space. Um, Let's make a deal. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, hey, come on. You guys, you guys can't be playing Arvid Soderblom every night. We know you need yourself a Jack Campbell. And Darnell Nurse. Dude, their injured reserve, have you looked at their injured reserve? It's outrageous. It's like Seth Jones, Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard. <laughs> Um, keep going. Give me some more. Andreas Athanasiu, Anthony yeah. Beauvillier, who they just acquired, and Tyler Johnson. That's unbelievable. They That's currently good. have thirty-five million dollars on injured reserve. <laughs> oh my god! And speaking of players signed beyond next season, uh, they have like two or three. They've got Seth Four. Jones, Taylor Hall, Andreas Athanasiu, uh, Connor Bedard, obviously, and Chinsky. Uh, Arvid Soderblom, yeah, Ke- Kevin Kuczynski, Connor Murphy, um, nice. and then Philip Kershev and Ryan Donato. And if you want to even go 25, 26 guys, guys with contracts, uh, Connor Murphy, Kevin Korchinski, Connor Bedard, and Seth Jones. Other than that, everything else, clean slate, let's go. End of list. Yeah. That's tidy housekeeping. Yeah. Um, Holy speaking smokes. of tidy, <laughs> speaking of tidy housekeeping, on uh, Team USA wins gold at the World Junior Championship over the host team Sweden. I swear, mm-hmm. Sweden wins silver every year. Lock it in. Bigger story, Nolan, from this tournament was in the bronze medal game where Finland put on their best Atlanta Falcons impression and choked away a win against Czechia. I don't know if you saw this, but with a minute 57 left in the third, it was 5-4 for the Finns. At a minute 6, it was 8-5 Czechia, who scored... I did not watch this game. They scored four goals on five shots in a 51-second span to steal the bronze medal from Finland. Oh, no! That is a collapse, dude. That is outrageous. Four goals, five shots... In 51 seconds. I cannot imagine what you're thinking if you're Team Finland at that point. Like, that is heartbreaking. Who do you think had a bigger collapse? Uh, Team Finland. Um, uh, when was this again? Uh, the other day. Uh, who do you think had a bigger collapse? Team Finland the other day against Czechia or the GOP on January 6th? Um. I'm going back to this well. Team Finland for sure. <laughs> Team Finland. Okay, good. Because that's been that's been actually really good for the GOP. Yeah, actually, yeah, you are right. That's been huge for morale. Boy, yeah. the boys are jacked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing that we wanted to talk about with the Team USA, they've been getting shit for this one. Um, you go back a few years. Last time they won, they had uh, Canada 
their logo on a garbage bin and they were taking pictures with it and they were just generally being classless and um spoiler alert they're doing the same thing uh against sweden they're blowing kisses to the fans in the crowd and uh, just being loud obnoxious americans um so question nolan can the usa win anything without being prickish i mean in the nba they do are you start are you talking strictly hockey I'm talking just in general. In general, um, yeah. I will say they're pretty classy when it comes to their NBA team during their sorry, like their basketball team. I mean, it's basically an NBA team. Uh, when they go to the Olympics, okay, yeah, okay. they they act pretty respectful. Um, usually there's something about LeBron talking about whatever players on Spain like Marcus Gasol being like, oh, hell of a competitor, hell of a game. That guy, that guy's tough. So there's usually something like that, but yeah, the. I don't know, man. So there's something about the American hockey teams that is just so frustrating to watch. They're really hard to cheer for. Yeah, and I they like are. A, I like a lot of the guys uh, as individuals mm-hmm. when they play, but I don't like them as a collective. And I don't know if that's because they've played so long together and have like, oh fuck, we're finally back together. Like, let's go, boys, let's go. Or if it's just a mob mentality or what it is. But that U.S. national development program makes dinks yeah it's true i mean they're like i'm here i'm making fun of team usa like team canada has never done anything bad ever <laughs> but you know i don't really know what i'm trying to say but um i guess if you had to gun to my head i'm probably gonna be okay with what team usa is doing compared to what uh, hockey canada is doing but yeah i'm still gonna complain and uh, i'm still gonna uh, you know Watch football week eighteen. I don't care. Those are yeah. two things in life that are guaranteed. Yeah, Miles. Miles loves a little bit of class in his life. I do. I yeah. do. I certainly do. Yeah. Nolan, he doesn't, is there he doesn't like any of this cocky bullshit. He doesn't like when Tyreek Hill gives a peace sign to an opposing defender. Oh no, I love that. I'm a 180 as a football fan. I want <laughs> as much shit. Um, drama storylines. I love all of it. I need all of it, and it fuel. It fires me up. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Sydney, Philadelphia Eagles safety, Sydney Brown, torn ACL. Are you serious? Yep, just came through the wire. God, did they say anything about AJ? Uh, AJ looks like he's fine. Um, don't know about Hertz. I'm assuming Hertz is fine, but I mean, I I mean, Hertz, I Hertz, I believe has been hurt this entire season. But what do I know, right? His did you see his finger? I did. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know what I want to watch that or like Willis McGahee in the fucking bowl he was playing in when he blew his knee out. Remember that? I don't actually, and I don't know if I want to. From what you're yeah. describing, that it sounds tough, disgusting. Yeah. For for those at home, if you want to watch a fun video, you can watch the Willis McGahee knee injury. I think there we is need also to, another. Um, we need to revisit your definition of the word fun. I don't know if you're using it correctly. I think it's the way that like Team USA would use the term fun. <laughs> scumbag fun right on um miles we got some games coming up we got some games coming up nolan that team that we love to make fun of and just spent a large portion of uh talking shit about them chicago blackhawks the bedsy-less blackhawks uh tuesday january 9th we then get patrick kane and the red wings thursday january 11th and monday 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 wait what Monday, Saturday, January. Who's Saturday? Oh, Montreal. that's Montreal. Oh, oh right. That's MTL. I forgot about that. 
<laughs> so it's Chicago Tuesday, it's Detroit Thursday, and it's Montreal Saturday, January 13th. Three games against three teams that you would hope they would get a win against. But New Year's resolution from one for one, we do not tell you how we think they're going to do. Yeah. We leave it up to you. Oh, that's um, what is a uh, what's a more embarrassing loss? The San Jose Sharks loss or a Bedardless Blackhawks loss? Bedardless. I completely loss. agree. That yeah. is a fucking tire fire of a team. <laughs> if that happens, oh, I mean, yeah, I don't even. I'm not even fucking talking about it. I'm looking at their decor right now, and it is traumatic to say the least. Their like, forward group is not much better, yo. Dog, oh I'm thinking. My... Oh, Jason Dickinson is their current highest paid forward playing right now. Need. Dude. We got to stop, dude, because we are doing nothing but filling our brains with bad karma. I know that we said, I know that we oh, we, we brought up Nick Felino, but like Nick Felino is also on IR. Like, come on. They're, we go, the... we got to stop piling on him, dude, because this is going to be soundbite material. I know it is, but I'm just saying, like, Jason Dickinson is the player with the most played games in the NHL currently, like, in their active roster. How many has he got to the show? 400. That's a good career. That's a good career, but that's Jason Dickinson. Guess how many he's, a tremendous, he's a tremendous competitor. Guess, I am, I am many... saying nice things about Blackhawks. Guess how many? Dude, he, what? He has a plus six this season. What? Yeah, that's what you get. See, they're sneaky. They're feisty. And oh they're, my god! They're coming for your cookies. So. Name him. Name him to the All Star game. Why don't we do yes. it? Yes. Yeah. No we're, more we're calling these Connor Bedard types, and you're leaving Jason Dickinson at home. No, Dallas Eakins not coaching Ducks anymore. Um, man, that is just traumatic stuff. Anyways, well, Miles, we don't want bad juju. <laughs> We don't want bad Juju Smith-Schuster. No, sir. But we thank you for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 12 of the One for One Podcast. We hope that it wasn't traumatic. We hope that you had a nice episode, a nice Sunday, that your Monday's going good, you're caffeinated, you're hydrated, you're healthy, and you're thriving, that your skin's glowing, and that your new year is as good as it has been for your Edmonton Oilers, and that your Edmonton Oilers can keep it up. Because if there's one thing that is consistent here at One for One HQ... It's that we finish things off by saying, Go Oilers, go. Go Oilers, go.